Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. The Ask Dr. Ernst Show is presented by Dr. Aaron Ernst, a board-certified chiropractic physician specializing in spinal correction, nutritional coaching, and cellular detoxification. And is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Seek a qualified healthcare professional before changing your health program or embarking on a new one. Visit AskDrErnst.com for more information. It's time to transform your health with one of the nation's leading and growing authorities in total health. Over the next hour, learn from experts on how to revolutionize the health of those you love most. This is Ask Dr. Ernst. And now, here's your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. Hey, it's a show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst, and today I'm going to inspire you. We're going to guide you, and we're going to coach you to living life to your fullest potential when it comes to cardiovascular health. Look, I don't know if you guys saw this or not. It's uh, roughly about a year ago. U.S. News & World Report said only 7% of adult Americans in the United States have cardiometabolic health. What the author said was 93% of Americans would fail a basic cardiovascular functional test if we umbrella together blood pressure, blood sugar, blood cholesterol, weight, and or the diagnosis already existing of having a heart-related issue meaning they're taking a medication to lower their blood pressure, their cholesterol, working with an arrhythmia or palpitation. Listen to this quote here. While we knew cardiometabolic health among Americans was a problem, we were surprised by the magnitude of the crisis. 93% of us would fail a basic cardiometabolic test. The lack of good health and the well-being across the board is truly devastating and has only been getting worse. Yet... Listen to this. When I went and pulled just some basic information, UCLA Health has an article out not that long ago that said most heart attack patients had cholesterol levels that never indicated they were at risk for heart disease in the first place. What they're finding out is you could have normal numbers. 75% of people hospitalized for heart attacks had cholesterol levels that would not indicate a risk factor for cardiovascular disease. Specifically, LDL cholesterols were within the guidelines, meaning they were less than 100. So isn't it interesting that 75% of people having heart attacks had normal cholesterol levels? We talked last week about how the total cholesterol score is not a risk factor for heart disease. It's your inflammation. It's the ratios. It's not cholesterol. And look, just to hammer it home. Take a look at this, dietary cholesterol and the lack of evidence in cardiovascular disease. It was always thought that if we ate all this cholesterol, we would cause all the plaques in our arteries. And uh, right now, check this out. New studies suggest there's actually no link whatsoever between cholesterol levels and heart disease. You could have uber high levels of cholesterol, 
still have no heart disease. You could have normal levels of cholesterol, have heart disease. So what's the big issue going on here, guys? It has to do with cardiometabolic health. And today's topic is specifically about that and high blood pressure because so many people today struggle with this concept that their physicians are telling them your pressure's too high, your cholesterol's too high, your triglycerides are too high. Notice elevations, high, 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 high. And we are not asking the rhyming word why. Instead, most people are just simply doing a myriad of tests with their physicians and taking a myriad of prescriptions to make their numbers look good. And yet this innately created human body, you, started off as two separate cells, technically half cells. Two half cells became one. And over the course of nine months, you became 75 trillion cells. And the power, the essence, the energy inside those cells is running your body today and you have certain needs and requirements for your metabolic function. You need oxygen, you need nutrients, you need vitamins, you need minerals. And what we see functionally is that high blood pressure is the check engine light. It is, truly. It's uh, the alarm, it's the alert. So is high cholesterol, it's the alarm and the alert. So is high triglycerides, so is high blood sugars. Rather than them being the cause of your problems, they are the warning sign that metabolically something's going on. So today what we're going to discuss as part of our series for heart health is the fact that your high blood pressure might be telling you what your underlying cause is. I'm also giving away all during our show today, our updated heart disease, heal thyself ebook inside of here, the common misconceptions behind what causes heart disease and the actual functional underlying causes. We have diets and recipes. We have uh, herbs and foods for your heart health. Uh, we have the testing that you guys should have done. What are the tests that actually underline, identify root cause, the real reason for the elevations? And the ebook is yours for free. Simply text the word heart with your name and email to 704-906-2094. We'll send it over to you. And we're hosting a masterclass Saturday, November 11th. If you want to lower your blood pressure, hop on. If you want your cholesterol levels to come down, tune in. If you want to see palpitations, arrhythmias, something going on with your heart health improve, you have to answer the question, why? I'm going to reveal to you the tests that you can have done. Some of them are being able to be done in the comfort of your own home that will show you, is there an underlying root cause? Do you have inflammation? Is there a gut leak? Is there toxicity? Is there a nerve involvement? Do you have the common functional causes creating the elevation in blood pressure or cholesterol or sugars or triglycerides? And when you hop on the masterclass, you're going to get access to things you can do at home to solve this problem, how you can connect with like-minded physicians to get your answers and solve your health issues. Text the word heart with your name and email to 704-906-2094. The ebook is yours free. The masterclass on the 11th of November is yours free. And that's really what you can be set free. It's like the theme of our show, right? We want to educate you as to why things are happening so you can solve it on your own, become your own doctor and heal yourself. So what is this challenge behind blood pressure? Okay, well, first of all, we have to talk about this idea that the numbers have been shifting years after years. So if you went back uh, 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago, 
120 over 80 or less than, less than, which is now the norm, right? They want you less than 120 over 80 was not what it used to be, right? If you were between 120 and 129, they would say you're okay. If you were between 80 and 90 for your diastolic, they would say you're okay. So let's talk just basics. The top number, the bigger number, the systolic, it's the pressure of your system. It's how hard your heart has to push to get the blood out into you. And then the diastolic number is the pressure when you're just at rest, when there's no beat. So there's the push and then there's the relaxation. There's the beat and the, the lub and the dub. So when you have the hard initial push, that's your systolic pressure. How hard does your heart have to push the blood out to get it into the vascular tissues of your body? And then when it's not pumping, what's that lower pressure? That's the diastolic. So today, because of the fact that prescribing medications for high blood pressure is a common trend, the numbers have become sort of skewed. So listen to this. 2023, the suggestion is that your blood pressure should be less than 120 and less than 80. Because if it's 121 or 81, you're in the zone of pre-hypertension. And it's a risk factor now because it's the defining level of we can start to talk about prescriptions. Then they're calling stage one 130 to 139, which would mean by definition, me, Dr. Aaron Ernst, would be labeled as stage one high blood pressure because my average pressure runs about 131 to 132. And it's been that way my entire life. So a normal variant for me is now labeled as stage one hypertension. And the risk to this is you have to understand basic statistics. If 120 over 80 is considered normal, you're going to have those plus one standard deviants where 130 over 90 is their normal. Just like my wife, you're going to have those who less than 120 over 80 is normal. She runs around 115 to 75 or 80 at the tops. So she's a minus one deviant. I'm a plus one deviant. And standard deviations are quite common in any statistical assessment because we find the middle, 120 over 80, and if we define it as you must be there to be normal, then you're going to lose a certain subset of populations who have a plus one or a minus one deviation. So why am I saying this to you? Because you need to stop looking just at the number to define the condition. It's just like cholesterols. We talked less than 200 doesn't mean your heart is healthy. LDLs less than 100 doesn't mean your heart is healthy. In fact, all of the studies I just showed you before, right? 7% of Americans are the only ones who have good heart health. No link between cholesterol and heart disease. Lack of evidence between cardiovascular disease and cholesterols. We can't. Most people that have heart attacks have normal cholesterols. We can't just look at the numbers and say, there's your heart health. And it's the same thing with blood pressure. So if that's the case, why is it that so many of us have high blood pressure? And here's the reason. It is a compensation. Your body will elevate the blood pressure because it needs more of what it's lacking. It needs more nutrients. It needs more oxygen. It needs more energy. So in the same nature as you get a fever when you have a virus, the temperature goes up to help kill the viruses and kill the bacteria, your blood pressure will elevate when you need things in your body. So what we have to do is start asking, what are those things your body needs? And the most common 
functional cause of elevated blood pressure is the fact that there's a neurological disconnection between your brain and your heart. You need proper signaling. And there's a condition known as vagal nerve compression, where the first one of the major cranial nerves that exits out of the back of your skull between your skull and the first bone of your neck becomes compromised and the communication between your brain and your heart becomes disrupted. The vagus nerve is part of your parasympathetic systems. Guys, look, I have all of this outlined with diagrams and photos and descriptions. If you want to see the vagus nerve on an x-ray, download the ebook. If you want to read about how to test your vagus nerve, it's the most common misdiagnosed cause of elevated blood pressure in the functional space that I see on a regular basis. And I have for you answers and solutions to it in the Heart Disease Heal Thyself ebook. Text the phrase heart with your name and email to 704-906-2094. I'll send you the ebook. We have a masterclass coming up on November 11th and you must pay attention to your vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is part of your parasympathetics. Your parasympathetics slow down your organ functions. So if you think of it, it's like a break. So if you were to compress your vagus nerve because of a spinal misalignment called subluxation, the majority of patients that I work with in our Carolina-based clinics come in, get an assessment done, and we find vagal nerve compression, and we see connections to elevated blood pressures, elevated cholesterols, elevated blood sugars. It's the brake. So think of it like this. If you cut the brake in your car and you're traveling, you can't slow it down. Do you notice it? You can't slow the pressure. You can't slow the production of cholesterols. So your vagus nerve regulates your heart function and keeps the pressure intact. Then you have your sympathetic nervous system through the mid part of your back, thoracic number one, two, three, four. It's the zone between your shoulder blades. If there is a subluxation there, it can irritate the sympathetics and that's like pushing the gas pedal to the floor. So there's a neurological connection to your blood pressure. I know your cardiologist has never talked to you about this. I know your common you know, physician hasn't talked to you about this. But if you want to address blood pressure from a functional perspective, you have to look at the cause. What is it that makes the heart beat at the rate it beats at? It's a neurological signal. If the vagus nerve is interfered with, the brake is somewhat destroyed and it doesn't slow down. If the sympathetic system is irritated from a subluxation, there's too much signal running to the heart and it will have a tachycardic, an elevated blood pressure. The rhythms can be off balance. And how do I know this? 15 years of being a functional physician, a structural chiropractor, a holistic doctor, we have seen patients resolve blood pressure issues in a matter of months when they start to address the root cause. So cause number one of blood pressure elevations that your doctor is missing is an undiagnosed neurological subluxation. It's a term to mean compression to your nerve system at either the cranial base, the back of your skull where your cranial nerves exit, or the upper thoracic level one, two, three, four, and that sympathetic parasympathetic communication is out of balance. How do we test for this? Well, we can take x-rays. We can do thermography. We can do advanced exams to discover is the nerve physically signaling properly. And when you remove subluxation, you reconnect the brain to the organ function. And if we increase the tone of the spine, the heart returns to normal. Again, functional cause number one that your doctors are missing 
is a vagal nerve assessment, a thoracic nerve assessment. Inside the Heart Heal Thyself ebook, I have descriptions on how you get this tested. What do we look for? What is the physical signs of a subluxation present? We'll see thermography light up. We'll see the spine distort from its normal patterns. I have all the examples of the tests that are available to you because if you have a subluxation and you remove it, your pressure can start to normalize. If you'd like to grab this free ebook, text the phrase heart with your name and email right now to 704-906-2094. I'll send the ebook to you free. I'll have you hop on a masterclass where I'm going to teach you how do you identify vagal nerve damage? Where can you get the test done here locally in the Charlotte area? And as a bonus gift, we're going to even give away some testing for free for those who hop on the masterclass. So how do you get it again? Text your name and your email to 704-906-2094. Throw the word heart in there. It lets my team know that you want to come to the event and you want the free heart heal thyself ebook. Okay. So cause number one, spinal subluxation, vagal or thoracic nerve compression. I know it sounds like a mouthful, but guys, it is a root cause that must be evaluated in the ebook. You can read all about it and you can learn more. So you know how to identify it. Number two, increased insulin and a level of resistance that you were not aware of maybe because you didn't get diagnosed as a diabetic. Look, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but insulin is not just a hormone that makes your blood sugar go down. If there's elevated levels of insulin, they've connected the dots between high blood pressure, high cholesterol, detox pathways being destroyed or broken down and elevations and inflammation within your body. So what is your blood pressure doing? It could be compensating with the fact that your insulin levels are elevated. And I have seen across the board, numerous patients dig through their medical history and never have an insulin test run by their classic physician. It's not a common test. They'll do sugars, they'll do A1C, and those could be perfect. But if your insulin levels are elevated when fasting, it is a functional cause of elevated blood pressure. Why? inflammation will cause the body to swell. It causes your vessels to decrease and the heart now has to push harder to get the blood to come out. It's a classic biometric response. Under stress, your body needs more energy and elevated blood sugar comes because cortisol is secreted from the adrenal gland and it gives you this short-lived sort of sugar push, which for a period of time is necessary and we need it. But if you have elevated levels of insulin secretion, it hints that your adrenal glands are under a heavy stress load, that your cortisol is high, and that's causing the blood pressure to go up. Again, think of cortisol as a stress hormone that will elevate blood pressure, elevate insulin, elevate cholesterols. And if you can see this as a global picture, your doctor's going to look at it and go, statin for you blood pressure pill as well, and now you're good. And while the numbers might be okay, again, remember, most people that have heart attacks have normal numbers. So we don't want to medicate. We don't want to make the labs look good. We want to solve the underlying root problem. So could it be that you have vagal nerve compression, subluxation in your spine? Yes. Could it be that you have an undiagnosed insulin elevation, even if you haven't been told you have diabetes? Yes. Yes. Elevated cortisol insulin causes weight gain. It's the number one reason for fat storage that doesn't respond to workouts and diet. 
It causes protein depletion, so we start losing muscle mass, and it can create inflammation to the walls of the vessels of the heart, thus thereby causing atherosclerosis and making cholesterols be attracted to the area of inflammation. Again, we talked about this last week in our cholesterol show. Cholesterol doesn't cause heart disease. It's a biomarker of inflammation. Inflammation causes heart disease. Inflammation causes elevated blood pressures. And if you want to get your blood pressure levels down quickly, you need to address the root causes. Another big issue for a lot of you is lack of proper oxygenation. Okay, short, shallow breathing, like most of us do, rib inflammation or ribs elevating, instead of focusing on deep abdominal breathing or spending time pulling air in, holding it, exhaling it, this sort of like four box breathing, if you've heard of this, an inhale for four, a hold for four, an exhale for four, a hold for four, slow, controlled breathing. Why do you think it is during meditations and relaxations, they always start off in saying, we're going to begin to focus on your breath. Take a deep breath in, hold, exhale. They're working on helping you to change your breathing state so that you elevate your oxygen. Because when you have more air in your blood, guess what? You don't have to push as hard to get the nutrients and the oxygen to travel through. When you lose oxygen in your blood, carbon dioxide levels start to elevate and the acidity to the blood causes a switch in your metabolism. This is what they talked about in this uh, article that said that most people have a lack of good cardiometabolic health. So if we go back to the study that said, you know, 93% of Americans were failing cardiometabolic health, it's because we are acidic. We have too much carbon dioxide in our blood. The acid starts to create a switch. And instead of burning fat for energy, which requires oxygen, we burn carbohydrates and we burn proteins. And the result is a metabolic waste of free radicals and oxidative damage, which elevates inflammation. Hey guys, I have a commercial break looming on the corner. So I want to do two things. I want you to take a moment right now and text the word heart with your name and email to 704-906-2094. I have a brand new updated Heart Heal Thyself ebook ready for you, free to send out, and a masterclass I'm hosting on Saturday, November 11th. We're gonna take you through all the steps to functionally lower your blood pressure, lower your cholesterol, lower your triglyceride, solve this avenue called heart health, and again, it's all free for you. Text the word HEART with your name and email to 704-906-2094. When we come back, functional causes of high, po- of high blood pressure and the natural solutions you can implement now to start lowering your blood pressure. Hey, it's the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. My name is Dr. Aaron Ernst, and our topic of the hour is why is my blood pressure high? Why does my doctor say that I need to be using some sort of lowering medication? And is there a method of me enhancing my body's function, helping to solve this naturally so I can lower my blood pressure? The answer is a resounding yes. 
We're piggybacking off this conversation of a recent article I found that says in U.S. News and World Report, only 7% of Americans have good cardiovascular health. 7%, guys, that means 93% of us have some sort of a metabolic dysfunction, elevated blood pressure, cholesterol, triglycerides, obesity, uh, markers that are classically used to say the state of your heart health, and yet those themselves do not define your heart health. So the funny thing is 93% of us would fail classic testing for cardiovascular health, yet, as I mentioned at the top of the hour, we're finding studies showing that most heart attack patients have normal cholesterol levels. There was a recent study showing that dietary cholesterol has nothing to do with cardiovascular disease. How about this one that says there's no link between cholesterol and heart disease? So all this stuff is out there kind of going against the mainstream thinking. Does high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high triglycerides equate to death from heart attacks or cardiovascular events? No. So what we need to discuss is what then is the underlying cause and reason for the elevations? Last week, I went over all of the cholesterol research. So if you'd like to learn more about that, you can do two things. Listen to the show from last week. It's on iTunes, Spotify, any streaming audio service, or you can download the Heart Disease Heal Thyself ebook right now and grab all the information for free. I've got it broken down into categories, cholesterol, blood pressure, triglycerides, why things are elevated, what the underlying functional causes are, the testing that you need to get, which your doctors are not running, and natural solutions available for you all inside the ebook. Use the word heart, text it to 704-906-2094. Don't forget your name and your email. We'll send you the ebook for free. We'll register you for the Heart Disease Heal Thyself Masterclass that I'm hosting on Saturday, November 11th. It's an online event where I will take you all the way through what do you do to solve this thing called heart disease from a functional perspective. You can do it yourself. Okay, we talked about that blood pressure is a check engine light. You need to think of it as a red flag alert and that your numbers may be a little different than what your doctors want them to be. It used to be that 120 over 80 was considered normal. Now they're lowering the suggestions to less than 120 over less than 80, partly because it'll open up a whole nother avenue of people that could be prescribed antihypertensive medications. So rather than going that route, let's talk about functional root causes. We discussed briefly before the commercial break that the number one most overlooked underdiagnosed cause is a condition known as subluxation. It's an interference in how your brain is communicating with your heart, with your organs, such that there's a decrease in neurological signaling. The vagus nerve is very heavily involved in cardiovascular function. So much so that even studies have been done to show that if you reduce your stress on your vagus nerve, blood pressure can drop. There was one at the University of Chicago where they took a structural chiropractor. He did adjustments to the upper cervical cranial space between atlas number one, cervical one, and the skull to open the space, reduce the inflammation around the vagus nerve, and there was a significant 10 to 15 point drop in systolic, nine to 10 point drop in diastolic pressure. So the body adapted by lowering the blood pressure. It's one of the most famous chiropractic studies in resolved 
high blood pressure, remove pressure on the vagus nerve, and then the sympathetics and parasympathetics, this is a type of nervous system you have, will balance out. The parasympathetics are like the brake. So it slows things down. When you restore parasympathetic tone, you can slow down the elevations in blood pressure. I've seen this as a functional chiropractor numerous times in patients that have elevated blood pressure. In fact, we've had patients who have had to stop or reduce their medications because as you fix the vagus nerve and you're starting to get good nerve signaling, if healthy pressures come down and you're medicating at the same time, you can become hypotensive. So we'll often refer out to their prescribing physician, have a reevaluation done. Very many times you'll see the medical community will say, eh, you've got to stop the medications because your blood pressure is normalizing on its own. Functional cause number one, subluxation in either the cervical or the thoracic spine. It's a misalignment that puts pressure on a nerve that causes decrease in signaling and disrupts the healthy communication between brain and heart. And again, it's oversimplified slightly. There are multiple heart nerves, but again, it's the vagus and the upper thoracic, sympathetic, parasympathetic. Are they balanced? If they are, blood pressure is usually normal. Number two, if you have an undiagnosed quasi-prediabetes or you're diabetic or your blood sugar is elevated, it elevates blood pressure because insulin is not just a hormone that says make sugars go down. Insulin and its elevation will make your blood pressure go up. It makes your liver start to lose its ability to detox. It causes elevations in cholesterol. It plays around with neurotransmitters. It elevates oxidative stress. For both men and women, it interferes with testosterone and estrogen metabolism. So we tend to see low T in men, imbalanced estrogens in women. And up here at the top, you can see this, it causes inflammation. So if your insulin levels are going up, your blood pressure goes up to compensate for the inflammation. The greatest test you can ever have done is fasting insulin. And most of the time it's not involved in your standard medical physical. So what we do for all of our patients is we measure fasting insulin to see, do you have an elevation? Insulin should be well under 10 when tested. If it's at a 5, 4, 3, fantastic. If it's 15, 20, 30, then we're seeing elevations in insulin, which can explain why the blood pressure is high. Now, how do we get insulin levels to lower down? Fasting is a great way. Controlling and maintaining a diet that's obviously low in carbohydrates, high in healthy fats, really good clean proteins. Going into what I call a heart health diet, which is described for you in the heart ebook. So heart heal thyself ebook. It's yours. If you want the diet, if you want the testing, text the word heart with your name and email to 704-906-2094. Again, 704-906-2094. Use your name, use your email, your key, your code is the word heart. And then my team will send you the ebook and they'll register you for the live masterclass that we're hosting Saturday, November 11th. I'm going to take every single person on that masterclass through the functional causes, how you identify them and what you can do right now to start lowering your blood pressure. So number one, we identify, is there a subluxation? Number two, we identify, is your insulin level elevated? 
because cortisol and insulin spike inflammation. Number three, we have to find out if you're in a state known as metabolic acidosis. What it means is you're burning sugars and proteins for energy without the presence of oxygen. And in that instance, there's a lot of metabolic waste. I want you to think of it as very similar to a, uh, a charcoal grill. So I put all these briquettes in the grill. I light them. I get heat. I can cook my food. But when I'm finished, lots of ash, lots of waste. Whereas natural gas or propane grill, turn it on. It gives me heat. I got the ability to cook my food. I turn it off. There's not a lot of ash or waste. Think of the propane tanks, the natural gas tanks, as like your body's ability to burn fat. When you burn fat for energy in the presence of oxygen, you get a tremendous amount of heat. And what a lot of you are complaining about is, Dr. Ernst, I can't burn fat. I've done everything right. I'm dieting, I'm exercising, no fat coming off. It means you're in a state possibly called metabolic acidosis. What happens is, the cortisol elevation, the adrenal stress, this insulin response will push the acid levels of the bloodstream down because you hold on to carbon dioxide. As carbon dioxide levels start to elevate in the bloodstream, the acidity of the blood starts to shift and your body's natural inborn protective mechanism will be to pull calcium, to pull nutrients It'll increase fluids to try to buffer the blood. It'll increase sort of calcium and other nutrient levels within the blood as a buffer. It can take structures away from bones and muscles and ligaments to try to make the pH of the fluid levels go up. Because again, your body is about balance. Now, as fluid levels go up, then so does blood pressure. As calcium levels go up, so does blood pressure. Do you guys see it? So it's a compensation to the underlying cause. Either there's nerve interference, vagal nerve compression, or thoracic nerve compression. There's an insulin elevation or blood sugar lift, or you, you have diabetes and you didn't know it. Or there's an acidity to the body because of being in a state called metabolic acidosis. When you're not burning fat for energy, you'll store it. It can be in the liver as triglycerides. It can be on your body as physical fats. And that is the underlying issue. So if we want to solve this, we need to, number one, have you start just beginning to look at your blood pressure. You know, there's a lot of people who don't measure basic things that you can do at home easily. 40 or $50, you can buy a blood pressure monitor and just start looking at it. Where is it? 30, 40, 50 bucks, you can start getting monitors that can look for your blood sugars and your A1C. There is no at-home insulin test, so you have to have a physician run it for you. And if you're looking for help, if you're listening to the show going, maybe I could solve my blood pressure, yes, you can. You can connect with us, send your name, your email, and the word heart to 704-906-2094. I'll text you the ebook. We'll get your information. We'll register you for the masterclass, and we'll help you solve the issues behind blood pressure and potentially cholesterol, triglycerides, sugars, because if you think about it, they're all elevated for most people right? When's the last time you heard somebody say, my problem is my blood pressure is too low. My cholesterol is too low. My triglycerides are too low. My sugars are too low. It can happen, but it's very rare. Rather on the opposite side, 
we enter metabolic disease, metabolic syndrome, elevated blood pressure, cholesterol, triglycerides, weight, etc. And if you want to crack out of that, there's no medication that gets rid of metabolic disease. You have to start going the route and solving it yourself. Did you know that if you just start to lose a little bit of weight, your blood pressure will drop significantly? There was a study done that looked at how much does your blood pressure go down for each pound of weight loss, and it's a half of one point. So if you lose one pound, it'll go down by 0.5. If you lose two pounds, it goes down by one. So if you just do the basic math on this, most of us need to lose 10, 15, 20, 30, or more pounds. So if you were to drop your weight by 20 to 30 pounds, you could drop your uh, systolic pressure by 10 to 15 points just by losing weight. And yet I know what you're going to say, but Dr. Ernst, I'm going to the gym, I'm doing everything right, and I'm not losing weight. That's a sign of what I just talked to you about, the metabolic acidosis, the subluxation interference, the insulin resistance. So you may need someone to coach and guide you through what to do with a metabolic plan rather than a physical plan or a dietary plan. If you have a waist measurement, men north of 40, women north of 35 inches, then it's an indication that you could be in a state of metabolic disease. So we need to really pay attention to weight, not as the effect, but as a side effect. Did you know that a specific style of exercise can actually make your blood pressure go up? And it's the classic cardio workouts. So if you're on a treadmill running for half an hour, if you're on a bike trying to get into that cardio zone, guys, I hate to say it, the research shows you're elevating cortisol, again, which elevates insulin, which elevates blood pressure and cholesterol. So this concept of a cardio workout is no longer something that we can say is a good thing for your heart health. In fact, just take a peek at a lot of the athletes today that are having heart health issues because they're doing long distance runs or they're you know, training for a marathon or whatever. So the research shows the best workouts for your heart are what are called short duration, high intensity, or HIT, high intensity interval trainings, where you do like a six to seven to 10 minute workout. And you let your body re-metabolize itself. So we're not doing 30 minutes on a treadmill, an hour on a stationary bike. We want to get into the zone of shifting the tone and the rhythm of how you do your exercise. Could you just go on a walk for 20 minutes and still achieve an interval-style method of exercise? Yes. You just set a timer for 60 seconds, walk fast. Set a timer for 60 seconds, walk slow. If you are a jogger or a runner, run for 60 seconds, walk for 60 seconds. If you're more of an athlete, then do this. Sprint for 60 seconds and then just jog for 60 seconds. So like you, you can take this and do it in any avenue. You just have to start thinking, how do I create intervals to my workouts so I'm not just consistently standing on a treadmill, being on an elliptical or a stationary bike? And yet the problem today, guys, if you go to any gym, and you were to be with a microphone and interview someone who's on a treadmill. Hey, are you doing this for cardiovascular health? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I'm about to hit my cardio zone. The research is evident. It causes elevations in cholesterol. It causes insulin to go up. And it can cause your blood pressure and your cholesterol to start to elevate. So we need to start addressing our health from a more functional perspective.
Hey, something that you really need to pay attention to. If a cause is vagal nerve compression and or subluxation, then the solution is to find that and eliminate it. Structural-based chiropractic, which uses spinal thermography, it's a special tool that can be run up your spine to look for heat and swelling and inflammation. Structural x-rays, which can help you to find the alignment, looking to see if there's pressure on the nervous system, neck and upper back, can isolate and identify subluxations. If you visit a structural-based chiropractor, they can help you to repair your spine, put it back into alignment, remove the subluxation, show proof of it through repeat testing. Okay, there's a big difference between just getting your spine adjusted from a chiropractor and having it actually get reestablished to its normal pattern. You have to have exams done for this. You can't feel subluxation just like you can't feel high blood pressure. So we have a network of doctors that can help to connect with you. Uh, I've got over five physicians that work in my clinics here in Charlotte. Why don't we get connected with you if you're looking for an answer for that? Everything on how to identify a subluxation, what the effect is, how it works against cardiovascular health is in the ebook. Take a moment right now, download the ebook, let us connect with you, and let us help you find someone that can identify and help you remove a subluxation if it's present. Text the word HEART with your name and email to 704-906-2094. Again, 704-906-2094. Hey, another challenge that a lot of you might have is the fact that there is a now identified connection between the bacteria in your gut, the proteins that you eat, and your blood pressure, and your cardiovascular health through this molecule called TMAO, trimethylamine nitric oxide. And what happens is if this molecule is elevated because of a dysbiosis within your gut and sparked because you're eating proteins that are high in things like carnitine and choline, which typically we find in corn-fed animal products. So the whole connection, just so you guys can hear this, I got three minutes to do this, ready? between cardiovascular disease and red meats has recently been found to be because of the fact that the red meats that people consume are classically inflamed because they eat grains, the cows, the animals, and the higher levels of grain consumptions elevates the carnitine in the meat and then when you eat this red meat, the carnitine goes into your digestive system. And if you have dysbiosis, which almost every single person today does, it's a level of a gut leak or too much bacteria, you'll take the carnitine or the choline from bacon and eggs and you know fatty protein products, and you'll convert this into a molecule called TMA, trimethylamine. And when it goes to the liver, the liver will convert it into trimethylamine oxide, and that elevates high blood pressure. It elevates kidney disease. It elevates type 2 diabetes. It elevates cholesterol placking within the arteries, atherosclerosis. So the newest research is showing it wasn't red meats that caused the heart disease. It's the fact they were corn-fed and the dysbiosis in the gut converts a protein into a toxic one and if you have elevated TMAO, you might have elevated cholesterol, you might have elevated blood pressure, you might have elevated risk factors for heart disease. So what they're showing is you need to switch your diet if you're eating animal proteins over to 
grainless, grass-fed, free-range, wild-caught, naturally-fed animals, and you need to make sure that your gut is clean. So if you have a dysbiosis, if you have a connection between elevations in bacteria or a gut leak, the newest research is suggesting, hey, that is a bigger risk factor for cardiovascular disease than cholesterol levels, than blood pressure. Why? Because this is now another root cause. So we have vagal nerve damage, subluxation of the spine, root cause. We have elevations in insulin causing metabolic syndrome and diabetes and weight loss resistance, root cause. We have acidity, metabolic acidosis, not enough oxygen in the cells, too much carbon dioxide. That is thus increase in fluid retention, pressure goes up, and now we have dysbiosis in the gut, corn-fed meat products, and the spiking of this inflammatory molecule called trimethylamine oxide. Hopefully you can see this way more in-depth information available in the Heart Disease Heal Thyself ebook. And next week, I'm going to go deep into that, the connection between a gut leak and your heart health, how your gut will tell you more about your heart than your cholesterol, than your blood pressure, etc. So if you want to solve your heart health issues, including blood pressure, text the word heart with your name and email to 704-906-2094 right now. I'll send you the free ebook. You can join us on the 11th of November for our masterclass and you can take your heart health back into your hands and solve it. Hopefully you found today's information to be helpful and transformative. Visit AskDrEarns.com for more information. And again, don't forget, text your name and your email to 704-906-2094. And I'll see you guys next Saturday. Be blessed. Until next time.